In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. It was God in the beginning. Through it all things were made. Without it nothing was made that has ever been made. In fact, it was life, and that life was the light of all mankind, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never been overcome. This is the, um, the Christian myth of the beginning of the universe. And what I think is interesting about it, it comes from John first in the New Testament. What I think is interesting is it's quite a different picture than what comes from Genesis, which comes from the Old Testament, where it goes into great detail about how God created it as almost a separate entity. God created the, the heavens and the earths and the fish and the sea and the fowl and whatnot. Here it simply says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And it was this word that created everything. And the idea of word comes from um, the Latin word logos, which actually means uh, something very similar to what we learn in treatment around uh, the science of mind. If you've taken any of our classes and learn about affirmative prayers, you'll learn that this idea of the logos is nothing more than intentional thought um, with some powerful emotion behind it. And so really what this, this Christian, uh, Christian scripture is saying is the entire universe was created out of God and by God the same way that our own prayers are answered. In the same manner that we have intentional thoughts and we put some oomph, some, some energy, some pizzazz behind it. It was God putting some energy and pizzazz into God's own idea of what the universe would be that created everything. And the very first creation, if you will, beyond the, the physical nature of things, was then to impart God's own creative ability onto its creations. So it wasn't that uh, God got to do all of the creating. Uh, one of the first things that God did was create this little thing that we call free will. And it is our, our free will that allows us, much in the manner that God created things, to have our own acts of creativity in the planet. Through the power of our thinking, through the, the oomph of our, the energy and the, and, and the pizzazz we put into things, we too are creators even as God creates. Today we're celebrating Thanksgiving and I know uh, Linda always gets a kick out of me on Thanksgiving. We were talking about it earlier. Because it is one of my favorite, uh, favorite holidays. And I'll tell you why it's a favorite of mine. It's a favorite of mine because I think on Thanksgiving, more than any other holiday, we get closest to God. Now, one could argue that, well, what about Christmas? What about some of the other, uh, or Easter, some of the other more typical religious holidays? I'm not so sure about those. I think a lot of those were kind of uh, created, if you will, for the convenience of humans to celebrate other things. I think that Thanksgiving has it hands down. For me, the idea of celebrating the creative power of uh, spirit itself is pretty tremendous. Let's imagine for a moment, what if God, rather than using the power of the word and the power of emotion to create things, what if God instead had used order instead of intentional thought? 
Think about it for a minute. If the universe was created simply out of order, can you imagine what our lives would be like? Everything would have to be done in triplicate with check marks. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't be a simple thought that's created. It would be based on some mechanical laws of order. Much more complicated. Or what if God had decided, I will create everything out of love. Now that sounds like a lovely thing, doesn't it? But what about on days when you're not feeling so loving? Nothing would get done. Do you know what I mean? There'd be no creative power unless you were feeling loving. So really, there's this amazing thing that happened. And, and I think of it as the divine generosity of God by which the universe was created and by which was passed down to us our own ability to create in like form. So how gracious is God? This is something else that we teach in the science of mind. How gracious is God? Infinitely gracious. God doesn't care who you are. God doesn't care what you're like. God doesn't care what you've done before. God doesn't care if in human terms you're smart or worthy or any of those crazy things. God simply says, if you hold an intention for good in your heart and in your mind, God will back it up. God will say yes to it. The more intentionality that you put into your own thoughts, the more that you direct them into things and areas of your life that you want, the more that you think of life and love and generosity and the sweetness of good things, the more God just says, yeah, let's do that thing. Let's create that. Let's make it so for us. God is the infinite, gracious presence of the universe. It's constant, it's even-handed, it's dependable. What we put our thoughts and intentions and the oomph of our emotions on, we simply get to experience it in greater and greater degree. Also, there's this little idea of the infinity of God. All of that graciousness uh, wouldn't be nearly so powerful, right, if there was only so much of God to go around? Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, that's great. You can co-create, but what happens when you run out of stuff? What happens when all the love gets used up? What happens when, when all the joy gets used up? Uh, I remember thinking this time of year was one of my, my mom's also favorite uh, holidays. But my mom had this interesting idea about competition in the world. She didn't quite view God as infinite. And so she would say things like, now eat your mashed potatoes because there are starving people in China that would do anything for that. Now I, I never quite got the idea of how we were going to get those leftover mashed potatoes to China, right? But the idea being that, uh, that it could get used up, that, that God's grace could literally get used up, and that there wouldn't be enough for everybody unless we were very careful about rationing it out and figuring out the mechanics of how everybody would get their good. Well, of course, in science of mind, we know that God is limitless, that my good doesn't come at the expense of anyone else that God provides, that God says yes, that God is gracious to all and all alike. We don't have to save up uh, to make sure that people are covered. Now you look around in the world, of course, and you will see places where people don't have enough food, but that's not God's doing. That's the results of humankind, really, if you will, interfering, keeping people from their good. The good is there, the infinity of God is there, the ability for each one of us to claim 
our good through the power of our mind, through the power of, uh, uh, of, our, of our good deeds and good choices, through our co-creative power with God, whatever it is that we need, whatever it is that we want, whatever it is that we could hope for is available for us if we have that consistency of thought, as long as we maintain that oomph, as long as we understand the truth of our being, life, goodness, sweetness, love, joy, all is always available to us. So this, those of you who have been coming on Sunday, you know I've been uh, working on a series about gratitude. And we started out at the beginning of the month talking about sort of the obvious things that we're grateful for, right? We're grateful for our jobs. We're grateful for our family. We're, we're grateful for the boys coming home for the holidays. We're, we're grateful for taking pictures with Santa Claus. We're, we're grateful for, uh, for being out on a date. We're grateful for the, the jobs that we have. There are so many fabulous things and people to be grateful for. That was a really easy week. Then the following Sunday, we talked about all the hard things to be grateful for. Do you remember that? Because what we said was everything that happened in our lives, whether it's feast or famine, whether it's the the upsetting things, whether it's the tragedies of our early lives, whatever has happened to us on this journey of life has got us to this point. And I remember talking about my, my own struggle with alcohol. And, uh, and, you know, blessedly now I'm 18 years clean and sober, you know, loving my life. I'm grateful for alcohol. If it were not for that time in my life, I would not be the person I am today. And, I, and I'm pretty happy with who I am today. Who knows what I would be like if it would not have been for some of the trouble in my life. So, so that week we talked about some of the hard stuff and can we even be grateful for some of the, the trials or the, the biblical tribulations that come our way? And I think we can. With the proper perspective, right when we're in the middle of it, it might be hard to see the gratitude. But I think with perspective, with the ability to understand that there is some context around what's happening to us, I think we can be even grateful for that. Last Sunday, we talked about something that we'd kind of forgotten about, and that's being grateful for ourselves. We're a huge power for good in the world. We have the capability of, of making this world an amazing place. And we talked about social media and some of the crazy ways that people get the word out now uh, further than ever before. Not only are we a force of good, but we can make it known in ever and ever easier ways, ever more impactful ways out in the world. Well, tonight we're going to talk about being grateful for one little thing that we left out. So you're, you're getting something that the Sunday crowd isn't going to get. Tonight we're going to talk about being grateful for God itself. There is something that is uh, just beyond our human nature to understand the true graciousness of God itself. Everything that we have is from that power and presence. Not only in terms of the, the idea of it or the, the physical nature of it, but it's all really made out of God. Can you imagine if everything that you created you had to make out out of your own self? Do you know what I mean? You or I would probably be stingy. We'd be afraid of making ourselves into non-existence. Well, let's see. If I'm going to make a toaster today, I guess that'll take a, you know, a good section of here. Maybe I don't want to make a toaster today. 
But God is that infinite givingness, always giving of itself, always giving out of itself, so, so very freely. Infinite supply, infinite source, the infinite good of God itself. And so today, I want to talk about really gratitude at its highest level. I'm grateful for the givingness of God. I'm grateful for the accessibility of God. I'm grateful for the unlimited nature of God. I'm grateful for the connection to this higher power. Without God's giving nature, I'd have to do it all myself. Do you know what that means? Think about it. If this creative power didn't exist, you would have to create every moment of your life with the materials that you could come about yourself. There wouldn't be this power that's kind of in the background taking care of things. Every day you would have to renegotiate with your neighbors on the, now who's going to get to go first when we come to the stoplight? Do you know what I mean? All of the agreements that we have in society, all the interconnections with people, all of these are held in the consciousness of God. It's like our individual consciousnesses get rolled up into the, the thing that we call society, into the things that we call family. All of those loving connections, all of that consciousness is part of God. If it were not for that, every day we would be physically creating our universe through the, you know, the oomph of our hands instead of just participating with our heart. Really, the connections that we have with the universe are amazing. Tonight I'm going to close in a little bit of a different way. First of all, you know on Sundays sometimes I give out homework. And, uh, and I'm going to do that today as well. It's the simplest homework you can imagine. Tomorrow I would simply like you to say grace. I would simply like you to find, it doesn't even have to be around the meal, it doesn't even have to be around your loved ones, although I think that would be a fun thing to do. And I'll tell you about how we usually do grace at our house. Um, we wait till everyone's around the table, and of course the kids are already like, you know, can I sit next to the sweet potatoes? Because it's really more like dessert than it is a vegetable, you know? But, uh, but what we do is we get everybody seated, all the foods out, and then we do a quick circle around the table with each person getting a chance to say what they're really most grateful for that year. And it is a way of sharing our lives um, in really a heart. I mean, some of the things that people say just bring me to tears. So I would invite you to do that if you feel like it, if you have that kind of gathering and that kind of meal in mind. But if not, simply, even with yourself, say grace. Be, be a blessing to yourself and the people that you care about. Take a moment to recognize the graciousness of God itself in providing life and providing the meal and providing the friends and family that are next to you. So I'm going to close with a uh, quote from Ernest Holmes. Um, and this is from, did you know Ernest Holmes used to have a radio show? Uh, back in the 40s, Ernest Holmes was actually on the radio every Sunday. And so this was the Sunday before, East, uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, Sunday, November 20th, 1949. And this is how he closed his address that day. He said, suppose we try this week to discard our negative approaches to people and circumstances. For every condemnation, let's find something to praise. For every doubt, 
let's find a faith. For every fear, let's construct a new hope. Let's see if we can't sing our song of praise and thanksgiving. I know that if we practice this for even a few days, a new flavor will come into our living. And when we gather around the Thanksgiving table, we too shall be able to say with the psalmist of old, bless God, O my soul, and all that is with me, bless the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence. It is that thing called God, that infinite God, that always giving God, and what I know about God is that it also means me. As God is everywhere present, it means me. It means every person in this room. It means our friends. It means our family. It means that luscious food tomorrow. It means the goodness of telephone calls and connecting with the people we love. God, everywhere present. And so for this Thanksgiving, I know for each person in this room that there is good that there is that sweetness of life. There is that capability of making connections with people and uh, just enjoying life. And it is also that ability to recognize gratitude, to recognize the goodness in our lives and the blessing that we are to one another and that God brings to all of us. I'm grateful for this. I let it be. And so it is.